sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Double, and you are tuned in to MTMV Sports. You heard? Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, and today I have with me um, one of the most renowned coaches in, in JUCO. Um, and when I say that, I mean just somebody who is an innovator um, in, in JUCO sports and JUCO recruiting. Um, his name is Gio Perez, and I have him here with me today. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you for having me on the show. It's, it's a very humbling experience, you know, and I look forward to speaking with you. Awesome. I look forward to hearing um, the story, and I look forward to introducing the story to the people who listen to our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. First off, you, you run a website. It's called Gridiron RR, right? Yes, correct. Awesome. And um, what I want to know is what kind of led um, – what, what did the website do, for one? Like what, what's the whole point of it? And then what led to the creation of it? So um, the, whole, the whole point of it is really to give life to junior college football. Um, if you follow or anybody who really follows the, the level notices that there's not a big media source for it. Um, there's, of course, media, big media source for the top 20 guys, the top 50 guys. But um, I actually spent four years coaching at the junior college myself. And, uh, and back in 2015, I realized that we that there was a big void for it. So I, I got around this, to thinking and you know I was going through the 24 rankings and I realized they only had maybe it must have been under 150 guys listed and I said well there's more than 150 junior colleges that play football I said there's got to be something better than this so I got around to it and and I said I'm going to create something but more importantly I just want to create a a service that actually worked because uh what from my experience is a lot of my players were signing up for recruiting services and it wasn't going very well and I said well you know, you're you're depending on somebody to be on the phone 24/7 for you to even get noticed. So I said, why don't you? I create something where you know I could be sitting at home eating dinner with my family, and the kid will still have a chance to get noticed by simply having a name on a website. And that's really what my website is, is centered on. Is I don't have to be a used car salesman for my guys to get noticed. Everybody gets noticed, you know. And I do 95% of my work is done for free. You know, I don't do it for the money. I'm not in it for that reason. I'm in it to legitimately help kids and to grow junior college football, to grow the, the to grow the brand, but more importantly, really help kids out. And uh, you know, I'm very proud of it because you know, I every day I get the opportunity to talk to numerous college coaches and actually help kids out. And you know, it, it's it's been it, it's been really a, a, if anything a gift for me because you know I looking at some of those messages and kids thanking me for for its creation and stuff. It's you know, it's very nice, and uh, heck, I wouldn't be talking to you if it, if I wasn't doing something right, you know. So, I basically the reason for for the creation of the website is I saw a void and I wanted to fill it, and uh, you know, here we are today. That's awesome, Coach. Um, Coach, you won the championship before at the JUCO level, right? Uh, well, unfortunately, we lost. We went to the national championship in 2017 at Arizona Western. We lost to East Mississippi. You know. Uh, Coach Buddy Stevens had a great program that year, and we lost to him by three points, man. How was that? Oh, it was a great experience. You know, I I think the the biggest thing that anytime you go to a championship, you know, nobody ever remembers the one who didn't win it, but it's still a great accomplishment. We still won the league the league championship. You know, we went nine and zero before that game, and uh, but more importantly, we were able to get a lot of prospects out to major schools. You know, and, and that's that's really something we're proud of. I mean, when I turn on the TV and the University of Virginia has Bryce Perkins starting that quarterback, who was our quarterback, too, and he's doing his thing, you know, he's balling out. 
those are the things that that make it worthwhile, you know. And and no no championship, no no uh, team honor can really replace um, former players going on and be successful. And that that really seeing stuff like that really makes me realize that my time at Arizona Western was you know um, more than worth it. Coach, that's amazing. Um, for the people who don't understand why some high school students or some even some you know highly recruited um, high school students go the JUCO route. Right? Who? What would help us to understand why they they choose to go the JUCO route? Well, there's different reasons. Um, the biggest reason is usually grades. Guys don't have the academics, and uh, you know, especially big time prospects. Um, in fact, I felt you know numerous guys. One of the biggest things that I do is I take guys who are non qualifiers as high schools who are four or five star guys, and I help them get into scholarship junior colleges. So it's it's usually academics. If not, guys just want a, a bigger level offer. What I mean by that is if you're not a, a Division One kid, you know, the Division Two level NEI, Division Three offer you partial scholarship, you know, so they don't offer you a whole lot of money to come play in football. And in fact, a lot of times you got to take out loans. So the best thing to do is to go to the junior college level because from an economic standpoint, the cost is so much less. So, you know, the, the, so the two biggest reasons why guys go to junior college is, a, is either A, grades, or B, economic reasons, because it, it provides a more affordable situation because FAFSA, FAFSA can cover nearly your whole entire junior college, whereas FAFSA can't really cover your whole Division two first two years, your whole Division three first three years. You know, a lot of times you've got to take out a significant, you know, crazy amount of loans. You know, i got guys who are playing Division three football, and they're in their second year, and they're already almost $50,000 in debt, you know I mean, just to play a game. I mean, that's ridiculous, whereas that kid could have gone junior college and left instead. So grades and economic reasons are the two biggest reasons why guys go to the junior college level. Wow, jeez, um, that's 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 incredible. I, I mean, that much that much debt after what you only your second year. Yes, correct. It's uh, but you know the one thing that people fail to realize is that um, when you're 18 years old, your your body's still growing, you're still developing. You know what I mean? So if you go to the junior college route, you have two more years to really develop and grow. I mean, if guys go to the NFL and if they're 22 years old and they get better from 22 to 25, you can't tell me that a kid's not going to grow and get better from 18 to 20. And and I really, I'm a big advocate for junior college because those two years can really grow a prospect. Man, I, I mean, I know of guys who who left NEIAs who didn't choose to be to go to the D2 office they had out of high school, and now they're getting recruited by Tennessee, they're getting recruited from Alabama, they're getting recruited by big programs because they use those two years to grow and develop. And, you know, it can really pay off. Plus, I mean, why not? I mean, you can graduate with your associates and at least have a degree when you go and, um, and get your four-year degree, you know what I mean? So it's just there's so much there's so much positive to going to junior college, but I think as a society we kind of look down upon it and we kind of encourage our kids to enter a bunch of debt and, um, you know, I kind of took some heat from four-year schools when I say this, but I always tell them, I said, listen, you have to understand I'm an advocate for junior college. That's what I do. Um, but more importantly, you know, you'll still be there. When kids leave a two-year school, those four-year schools will still be there. But those school, those kids that went junior college route are going to end up, in the long run, end up saving money. You know what I mean? And that's that's really what it's about. Or they can be at a because there's there's scholarship junior colleges and there's non-scholarship junior colleges. So, but either way, kids end up saving money because the, the cost is so much less. I mean, we're talking about over a fifty percent less cost than a four-year institution. Well, how often do the those top performing JUCO athletes? How often do they get signed on um, to scholarships at D1 schools? 
Uh, usually, if, if they're elite, it's it's usually a hundred percent chance, you know. But there's there's a small amount of chance where sometimes guys just don't got to cut. Like for example, there's a a you know very 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 talented receiver out of Scottsdale Community College in Arizona, and the kid is a power five guy clearly, but ran into some eligibility issues and now is forced to go to uh, Division two. Um, but if they have the academic straight, there's almost a guaranteed chance they'll go. Um, to the Division One level because you have to understand that if you're an elite prospect at the junior college level, you're balling against adults. You're not balling against that five, seven, 150-pound JV kid in high school anymore. You're you're doing well against other men, you know. So four-year coaches recognize that and they respect that. And you know, there's almost a guaranteed chance that if you do well at the junior college level, that you'll get up there. Of course, there's there's times where guys do fall under the radar, but for the most part, the elite guys do. Um, but, you know, one of the things that people fail to understand is that there's over 200 Division One programs in the country, over 200, you know, so there's a lot of opportunities out there. It's just about finding the right one. Well, you said if you go in, you're balling against grown men. Correct. Right? I, I, explain that. What's the level of competition at the JUCO level? Oh, so one of the biggest misconceptions is that, you know, kids think that, you know, oh, I'm going to go junior college. It's like, and they think it's going to be easy. No, like, these are grown men. They're adults. You know, when you're 18, 18 to 20, or even guys are up to 25 years old, they go to the junior college route. They're already adults. You know, whereas what I mean by this is in high school, you're, you can be playing against your cross-town cross, cross town rival, and you're not going to see that, that nose guard, that center, isn't going to be 6'4", 330 pounds. At the college level, every single offensive lineman is over 275 pounds, every single one. So naturally, you're already your competition is is tougher. Your teammates are also better, but in the the speed of the game is so much quicker. You know what I mean? There's no there's no receivers that run a five five. You know, everybody in the junior college level has some kind of level of talent because when you think about it, each junior college level uh, program has anywhere from 50 to 100 guys, and out of those 100 guys, you can't tell me that you're not going to find 11 really talented guys to place on the field. You know what I mean? So the level of competition is, is extremely high at the junior college level, Any from scholarships to non-scholarships. It's just because these kids are men. You know, they're not 15, 14 years old anymore. They're they're men. They're For the most part, their bodies are really developed. So, you know, they, they, they've really hit a point in their, in their life where, you know, they're not, they're not little kids anymore. You know what I mean? So, so if you're playing I'm at the JUCO level, if you're playing at the JUCO level, you're balling out against grown men. Correct. You're playing against one grown men because, you know, when you watch a junior college film, there's not a single – you're not going to find an JV all-star on any of those highlights. The kid that you're playing well against is another 19-year-old, another grown man who happened to be – because you got to understand, every single guy at the junior college level, was chances are it was a star at their high school as well. You know, so if you do well at that level, you're you're proving that you can play with the with the big boys. You know what I mean? So that's, well, look, give me some, give me some recent examples of some JUCO athletes that that made like huge impact at the D1 level. I think about guys like Cam Newton, right? Like when I think about this, yeah, I correct. think about his story, right? Um, and and I think about a recent cornerback from Alabama, right? Um, I think it's Chevion Smith. I think it's him. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, cornerback, right? Yeah, cornerback, right? No, I think no. about, yeah, yeah. I think about guys like that. Are there are some other recent examples of some JUCO athletes that came on to a D1 school and just made like a big, big splash? 
there's there's multiple guys. You know, I have four that that I believe are. You know, I, I wouldn't say my favorite, but four notable ones that I've been impressed with watching. You know, this season, um, Bryce Perkins, of course. Uh, because he's my boy, you know, I love the kid, uh, played for us, Arizona Western, led us to a national championship. Um, he's He won the Virginia Player of the Year for the whole state, you know, really great player, but the thing that people fail to understand is he's a, he's a really great kid. He's a great overall person. Um, the other one is Smokey Brown, uh, played at College of the Canyons. Uh, now he's doing his thing as Oklahoma. You can't miss him when you watch the playoffs. I mean, Alabama's structuring the whole defense to make sure that they stop him. Um, the other guy that I really like is Terry Wilson, under-the-radar guy, but uh, he plays uh, quarterback at Kentucky, graduated from Garden City last year. Um, great talent, great, 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 great talent. Him and Bryce Perkins are actually very similar in terms of playing style. Um, great, great talent. And the other guy that I think will will have a will will be on Sunday's guy. He'll, he's going to play in the fall for a long time. I really I really like him. Is Jordan Agassive. Uh He played for Pima. Um, he graduated from Pima. Was a first-team All-Pac-12 uh, player out of Utah, and, you know, a lot of times people don't give attention to big boys, but that's what decides W's and L's, you know. Um, but he, he graduated from Utah doing his thing. He's going to – I'd be shocked if he doesn't go in the first three rounds, you know. The kid's going to be an NFL superstar, I think. And I knew that even from watching him back in at the, when he was at Pima. What position does he play? Offensive tackle. But offensive tackle, guard, center, he can play it all, offensive line. What excited you about watching him? Uh, he's a beast, man. I mean, you you were watching him play against elite competition. I mean, uh, I remember watching him against uh, programs like Arizona Western, um, and they had multiple. I mean, seven guys, seven seven Division one guys on the defensive line, and he's tossing them around, and it proves himself because you know when you get first team all Pac-12, that's not an easy conference by any means, and for him to get first team kind of speaks for itself. You know what I mean? So. Uh, I like that. He, he, I mean, he's, I, a, he's a mauler. He's a mauler. He gets after. He's not gonna sit back. You know, he's in in, in between the whistles, guy. I don't know the kid personally, but uh, a lot of my friends are uh, coaches on that staff, and they told me nothing but positive things about him. He, he, you know, from watching film, he's the kind of kid who's gonna put you on your butt, but he's gonna help you back up at the end of the day. You know, and uh, those Polynesian kids, man, those Polynesian kids, they don't play. You know, and you have to have respect. <laughs> he, he really, he, he, he sticks to his roots, man. He, he plays like an Islander. Mean Street. So you you would exactly. say as a definite Mean Street. I love it. Okay, oh, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Um. Hey, you you rank so many kids. My my question is, dude, what goes into those JUCO um rankings? Like, I mean, what goes into how much work, time, effort is spent um in, in your ranking process? Well, the the biggest thing, the, there's three things that I consider when ranking guys. Number one is I watch the I watch the film and who the film is against. You know. Um, because a lot of times you'll watch a highlight, but you don't realize that. My familiar with junior college, I can tell when a kid is kind of presenting himself the way that he should. And what I mean by that is he might have a highlight, and it might be really good, but people don't understand that that's against one of the worst teams in the conference, or that's against a prospect nobody knows about. So I watch the film and also the level of competition. I also pay attention to what program they're at, and it's notoriety. Um, because, you know, it's one thing if you're at a weaker conference you're getting 120 tackles, well, it's more powerful for you to be in the Kansas Jayhawk and have 60 tackles because that's saying something a lot more, you know. So really um, the film, the team that you're at, um, a lot, sometimes I consider the offers that kids have, you have to because you can't ignore it because college coaches see something that, you know, you, you might have missed. So offers, 
And uh, the other thing that I take into consideration is coaches' references because ultimately they see them every day, and there's things that I don't know about, but you have to respect coaches. And, uh, you know, so film who they're, who, where they're playing and who they're playing against, and uh, coaches' references are the thing, three things that I take into account. Awesome. How much how much effort goes into this the whole ranking time? Like, how much time are you putting into it? Oh, it takes a lot of time, and even if by the end of the year, they're still I'm still going to be probably missing maybe a thousand Chuka prospects. I mean, it's it's endless amount of work. I mean, it's one of those things where it's 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 never ending. But like I said, I, at the end of the day, my goal is just to help out as many guys as I can. I know ultimately that that's a near impossible goal, but I mean, if I could have. 2,000 guys listen on my website, and 24/7 only has 200. You kind of speaks for itself, you know what I mean, in terms of of uh, trying to help out. And in any way, am I trying to say anything? Because I, I do love what 24/7 and just the simple fact that they're even covering that level is something that you know I'm grateful for even myself. Um, but my goal is just to help out as many kids as possible, you know. And and what I do is I I do a lot of late work. And what I mean by that is, you know, I got a two-year-old son. And when he falls asleep, so from 10.30 p.m. to 2 a.m., that's when I do most of my website work. So during those hours is when everything's getting taken care of. Wow. All right. I, I hear a lot in what you're saying. One of the things that I really hear is you have somewhat of an inside slant because you coach at that level and because you kind of know the conferences. I, I feel yes. like that really helps you. Is that true? Oh, yes, correct. You know, I've actually, um, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to coach at numerous junior colleges throughout the country, um, but I've, I I currently live in Seattle, Washington. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to say comfortable here, but I like being a dad for now, so my website really allows me to stay close to the game, but I've I built a great networking system where I can, there's no, numerous coaches that reach out to me, you know, and it's kind of nice because a lot of those junior college coaches will go on to be Division One coaches, NFL coaches, and, you know, it's, it's good to see progress like that. But I, I do a good job in terms of networking and, and making sure that I take all coaches' input because ultimately, you know, that's, that's you have to work with coaches because they know the kids better than you ever will. All right. Hold on one second. We'll take a small break. Um, right after this, we're going to hop into the top five Juco players in the nation. You're going to hear much more from Coach Perez right after this. Hey, welcome back. This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. Um, and now we're going to hop into the top five um, Juco athletes right now in the nation. Um, Coach Perez, are, are you ready to go with those? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I got them right here. There's no, they're, no, they're in no specific order, you know, and I'm, I'm yet to release my top 100, but these are the five guys that I think have the ability to not be successful in Division One, but have the ability to be successful on Sundays. I mean, that's, that's a strong thing to say, but when you watch a kid's film and, uh, you know, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb, I mean, these are the five guys that I can kind of – you know, from watching numerous thousands of films this year, you know, they kind of stick out. The first one I would have to say is Desmond Bland. Uh, he played offensive line at Arizona Western. I mean, the kid is going to play on Sundays. I mean, if he doesn't, it's it's strictly on him, you know, but he's got the, he's got the God-given ability. He's, he's a mauler. He's a great kid from what I hear in terms of being a good teammate. Um, I think he's got the it factor in terms of having the ability to play on Sundays and be successful at the next level. Um, the next guy is Chester Graves. Uh, he played. He's an outside linebacker at Iowa Western. Tremendous talent. Tremendous. I mean, out of high school, he signed to Ole Miss, but didn't qualify. Um, and he's 
like I say, he's another Sunday talent, tremendous, tremendous athlete. I mean, if you, um, I don't know where he's uh, he's going yet, um, but I know he's got basically an offer to every, everywhere in the country. Uh, the next guy is Cedric Mills, running back at Garden City. Um, he's about he's a bounce back from Georgia Tech. He actually was a starter at Georgia Tech, um, and he's just recently signed in Nebraska. Great talent, another kid that I think could play on Sundays. Uh, the next one that I like is Trevon Clark. Um, he's tremendous receiver out of um, out of uh, I'm in the Blake out of El Camino in California. I mean, tremendous. I mean, he's kid six four. He looks the part. He is the part. He's he produced year one as a freshman. He produced year two. And if you're familiar with any time you're successful your first year, it's, kind of, it's always harder to be successful your second year because by the second year, every program has your number. But he was able to repeat uh, these efforts from his freshman year. And I really believe that he he's going to be extremely successful at the next level. And, you know, I really, 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 really love this film. So those are the five guys that kind of stick out and that I think will, will have a legitimately chance to play on Sundays. Of course, there's numerous other guys, but you know, in terms of watching the film, they, they kind of stuck out the most for me. Okay. Um, any any idea or any clue on where um, and where the offensive tackle is going and then where um, Clark is going? I, I think um, Chester Graves, you mentioned that he came out of um, Ole Miss. Is he possibly going back to Ole Miss? Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. I have to go uh, to his Twitter account and really follow it, you know, and I have to coach, uh, call his head coach um, over there at Iowa Western. But, you know, I, it's kind of been madness today because, you know, it's early signing day today, so a lot of kids are making up their minds. I know that Desmond is going to uh, Nebraska, so two of the, my top five guys are going to, uh, to Nebraska. Um, Mondre is going to um, – he's going to I, – I don't know if I mentioned Mondre is going to uh, – he's from Cerritos running back. I don't know if I mentioned him, but Mondre no. Stevenson out of Cerritos. Mondre Stevenson, I should have mentioned his name, but out of Cerritos, he's going to Oklahoma. He's another star. I mean, he's a, he's a future star, man. I mean, he's tremendous talent. Um, but he's going to Oklahoma. He's another kid that's got a name. And then Trevon Clark, I forgot what, what specific school he's going to. Um, but last time I checked, it was Cal. But don't quote me on it. Um, but the kid, he was committed to Oregon State for a long time. But no matter where he goes, he's going to be successful, man. I mean, the kid's got, he's got God-given ability. He's been blessed, you know, and he's going to be successful wherever he goes. That's awesome, man. I'm 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 excited about these players. I know that you know that that first round of recruiting is mostly people are looking at high schools, right? But then after all this detailing from the high school, well, even even still, I think a lot of people are going to JUCO route too. They're looking at these yeah, athletes right. because, like you said, they're kind of proven a, a lot more proven than um, students who come out of the um, high school rankings. So yeah, correct. I, I know they're going to make some impact. Um, now, do me this favor. Tell us, um, you know, tell us how your website and how you wish – I know your mission and your aim and your goal is to help these athletes um, increase their chances of being recruited, increase um, their, you know, chance of playing at the next level. How does your website go about doing that for them? So how I go about my website is I have a philosophy where if I, if I get the traffic, it will naturally come. What I mean by that is if I get the visitors, it will naturally happen because, you know, uh, when, when I do a tweet, and, you know, for example, let's say I have a top 100 receivers list. When I tweet, when I tweet that image out, there's going to be 99 guys who are upset because, you know, every guy thinks they're the top guy. Well, what they don't realize is that when that number one guy, when that number three guy, when that number five guy retweets it, all of a sudden all those schools that are recruiting them are noticing that picture as well. And that's really how, how my website works in a, tense, in, in a sense where it gets 
the traffic and it gets people it gets more importantly coaches visiting my website and I get anywhere from ten to thirty messages from coaches a day. So I'm able to, you know, reference guys and I'm not one of those people that necessarily pushes kids just because they pay me. Um, by any means, I, I really do it for the for for the kindness of my heart, and I really try to be, you know, because a, a lot of these coaches, man, they coach for the livelihood, you know. And if I'm over there pushing a kid just because he paid me, I'm I'm doing a disservice to both of us, you know what I mean? Because it, it ruins relationships. Um, so really, my my base of it is for it to grow, to get as much traffic as I can as possible. But uh, more importantly, you know, um, especially in January, where you're going to see if you visit my website, I have a a top you know, top 250 unsigned prospects. So my goal is to get literally every every junior college prospect that's eligible, my goal is to get each one of them placed. Oh, I love that. That's why we only talked about the top five. I wanted to give them the teaser so they can go to your website and get the rest of it if they, they really want that information. I'm, I'm excited about kind of the things that you've already done. Um, how often are your rankings being mentioned in, like, articles, and how often are you seeing your your, your rankings talked about? Um, it, all you got to do, if you Google my website, you'll see the numerous uh, player profiles. You know, you'll, you'll see it in guys who went to Oregon, who went to Oklahoma, who went to Fresno State. You'll see it in a lot of the articles because, you know, it, it, like I said, there's not a big following for junior college football. So, you know, the guys – Number the number 47th ranked receiver on my list, it gives them something to put in that column when it comes to, you know, the player profile. Also, I recently had an NJCAA Coaches of the Year awards, and I noticed that Penn State recognized my Coach of the Year, which went to the Lackawanna head coach. And uh, Penn State did a little banner for him, and he had my website listed on it, which is kind of cool, you know. So um, it, it gets mentioned all throughout the country. I think by now it, it kind of created a, a very recognizable brand. Um, because I, I, I kind of I don't just focus on players. I even try to help out the junior college coaches themselves. So, you know, it's 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 it, it does a great job. You know. And you told me earlier that you're hearing like you hear back from some of your athletes. Um, what what are, what are they saying in those messages to you? Uh, well, it, it it really depends who I'm talking to. You know, but a lot of times when when I'm talking to especially the elite the elite recruits, they're asking me for advice in terms of what school. Um, they feel will best fit them. You know, for example, if a kid is, you know, one of the, the top receiver in the country, he's asking me for advice. He's got to pick between, you know, 20 schools. And what I do is I go back and do research on him and I tell him, hey, you know, um, their top three receivers averaged eight, eight and a half yards. So I give him more, mostly the stats. I, I try to, I try to really help the kid make the best decision for, for him so he can get on the field and perform, you know. And how often are these students, once they do get signed, once they get to a place, how often are they reaching back out saying, thank you so much for all the stuff you've done for them? Usually immediately after, but, you know, like like anything in life, once guys make it, they kind of forget who you are, you know. I think that's the unfortunate thing about our society is that, I mean, you'll, you'll see it at any level. I mean, guys make it to the NFL, guys make it to the NBA, guys make it even big in the business world, and they forget who really helped them make it. So, you know, I mean, it's, it is the way it is, you know. There's, 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 there'll always be that one out of ten guys who will remember, but for the most part, guys tend to really forget, uh, unfortunately. But you know, at least the, the, I know that, I know that the, the, the line of contact is always there. I just never reach out because you know my goal isn't to use kids' names to really grow, you know, because every year I'm going to have new kids, you know. So I, I got to really focus on them, not so much on the past. Well. I tell you what. Here at our um, at our podcast, what we like to do is we we love to to hear people's stories, and your story is amazing, by the way. 
Um, but we love to hear people's stories. But at the end of it, we want to know how can we go about, you know, praying for you? How can we go about hoping for the best for you? Um, if we are praying for you, what's some things that we are looking, we are praying about? Well, the first thing I ask is don't pray for me, man. I want you to pray for all the players on my site to be get the opportunity to play at the next level. You know, that's really what I want. I want all all my guys once they get listed from the top to the bottom, you know, from the top to the bottom, for them to get the opportunity to to get noticed. You know, because I I see some incredible stories, man. I mean, I got guys who, of course, you know, who are um, fathers. I got guys who are you know twenty four, twenty five, trying to make it late. You know, I got guys who who are sleeping in the streets sleeping at the, you know, on the floor who have really messed up situations who are really busting their butts to kind of accomplish their dream, you know, and if I can help those kids get a scholarship and have the opportunity to earn a bachelor's and become somebody meaningful in life, that makes it worthwhile, man. One of the things that I that I had that I hadn't mentioned, but, you know, because a lot of people ask me in terms of the business part, why I don't have, like, a testimonial part, why I don't have an alumni sheet. One, it would be too big, and two is that I don't want it to be. I, I never want to use a kid's name to grow my own brand. You know, I I think that naturally the reason why I have the following and why I have all this is because people understand that at the end of the day they understand what I do. I don't use a, I don't need to use this kid's name specifically for me to grow. You know what I mean? In fact, I've seen kids in other recruiting services, and I've seen their name on on alumni on the alumni pages who I've helped. You know, and that's okay. That's not what I'm in it for. And uh, you know, the good thing about me is that I, I know a lot of these coaches firsthand, so they trust me and they, they know me and they know that I'm not in it for for any personal recognition. I'm in it for um, for really helping, you know. And I know eventually it'll pay off. I know a lot of the, one of my coaches who I'm good friends with who will probably make it to the NFL, will make it to the Division One, and might give me an opportunity. But, you know, I, I do it for help, man. If you can pray for anybody, pray for these kids on my website to get the opportunity to get noticed. Well, Coach, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, do me a favor. Tell tell the people who are listening one more time where they can find you, um, where they can find you on Twitter, on Instagram, or wherever they can find you, um, and how they can reach out to you. So uh, you can find me on uh, on two things. Is uh, my website is gridironr at gmail dot com. I mean, that's my email. You can also find me on the website, which is gridironr dot com. And then the other place is Twitter. Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. It's just um, it's just Gridiron R R G R I D I R O N double R. So you can find me on those three things. I don't have an I don't have a an Instagram. And the reason why I don't have an Instagram for it is because on Instagram you don't you you don't have the ability to share anything. You don't have the ability to share anything on um, on Snapchat. So I just I stick to Twitter because Twitter you can kind of hit the share button. And, uh, you know, it's really the most uh, useful tool in terms of the recruiting game. Awesome. All right, Coach, thank you so much. Yo, I, I mean, this is a power-packed interview. Um, you've given us so much awesome information. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me, man. You have a blessed day. Thank you so much.